You're good live. I'm live. Good morning. Breakfast with the broker every Tuesday. Uh, hopefully, it's every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Uh, but schedules change sometimes, you know. So uh, we got to be flexible. It's kind of like the real estate market. Real estate agents have to be flexible too. Very flexible. They do. Uh, you know, looking at what the breakfast with the broker over all these episodes that we've done and interviews, uh, you know, most of the consistent theme has been, you know, hard work pays off. Uh, being consistent is very important. And in a real estate agent's uh, success, you really, really need to be consistent doing the vital things, uh, you know, every day. Every so, day. Every day. Every day. So, um, uh, we got a lot of things going on right now, you know, with the real estate market. Uh, you're looking at, uh, well, the coronavirus. The coronavirus uh, is coming. Uh, it's like hysteria. Um, you know, uh, I, I posted something yesterday and, and, and it really was kind of apropos. Um, it, you know, <laughs> what? Five point word. Five point word? Yeah. Awesome. Um, you know, when, when people are sneezing or coughing, like people like freak out, like totally freak out. And, you know, and I understand, you know, it's, um, it's, it's a serious thing and obviously, you know, uh, you know, it's a health scare and, 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 and everyone is, um, you know, concerned. However, I, I do believe that a lot of times, you know, the media does portray, um, a worst case scenario and, you know, we just need to wash our hands and, 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 uh, and, and do the things necessary to keep ourselves. Uh, as safe as we can. 48,000 people were cured. What's that? 40, 48,000 people were cured from, I think. What do you mean cured? I, like, I thought there was no cure. No, but like they recovered. Oh, they recovered? Yeah. Well, uh, that's good. Yeah. That's good news. Like, you're not uh, going to die. Right. Well, and they're also obviously working <laughs> on a vaccine and, and, and such. And, you know, yeah. but, but really, it's how it affects the real estate market, right? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Uh, you know, you look at the stock market. The stock market did not, it didn't affect the stock market at all, did it? Oh, yeah, it did, actually. I saw SNL. I mean, that's how I keep up to <laughs> with my news, so. Yeah, the stock market really took a hit. Uh, obviously, it bounced back, but it's supposed to um, come down a little bit uh, today as well. Uh, you know, when you're looking at, you know, how things affect it, you know, one of those things is, is these, uh, you know, viruses or pandemics and th things like that. Why is that, though? Well, you know, because uncertainty. I mean, markets in general do not like uncertainty. Um, you know, when, you know, when you're looking at, you know, the coronavirus and, and, and you know, the country of China, mm -hmm. you know, they are keeping workers home. You know, uh, so they're not manufacturing as many supplies. Uh, they can't uh, export as many uh, goods and products to the United States and that such. You know, and when you're in New York, um, and New York's having a, a hard time in Italy, and we see all these different countries and territories and states um, having some issues, you know, it affects everyone because it's a domino effect. And, you know, right now it has not affected the real estate market per se, however, people do are concerned. Anytime you lose 10% or 12% of your wealth, um, if you're invested in the stock market last week, you have a uh, concern, you know, regarding down payments and and, and, and such and, and coming to the table. So I think that, you know, mar as markets fluctuate and become more uncertain, 
uh, you know, we need to take the time to be the positive force to let people know that, hey, you know, yes, all these things, you know, all these pressures are coming down and all this other different things are, um, you know, coming down on us. We're, we're looking to be the actual, you know, the, the objective people, the people with, uh, with less emotion um, and don't dictate the markets based on emotion. So coronavirus is, is big, it's hysteria, you know, everyone's talking about it. Uh, but that being said, the real estate market itself is very strong and it's robust. Yes, ma'am. I, I got oh, you had a question. Oh, yeah. No, I, I have no comment. Uh, you I know, think it's funny. Oh, it's not funny. I, I wouldn't think. say funny. It's you would say the hysteria is funny. Right. right? Because people, uh, you know, overreacting, you know, really jumping in and, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, it's funny. Oh, we have a question from the peanut gallery. Yes. Michelle Bolletieri says, uh, Fed meets on March 18th. Interest rates expected to be tweaked down. Thoughts? Question mark. Dot, dot, dot. Um, you know, it doesn't directly affect, uh, you know, interest rates, um, like mortgage interest rates. Uh, I think it's, hmm. you know. I think as we get through, you know, that's a long time away, as crazy as that sounds. March 18th. March 18th, it's only, it's two weeks. But that's a long time away because there's a lot of things that could happen in two weeks. Um, my guess is that the hysteria will come down a little bit and probably the interest rates will probably stay the same. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, listen, I don't have a crystal ball. It's a great question. However, it doesn't really directly affect the interest rates. You know, we're looking at a lot of uh, different markets and, and, and different information coming in. And as we look at it, you know, we look at all the indicators in the real estate market, uh, spe specifically in South Florida, is, is as robust as it's ever been. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and this, the reason is because is there's so many great factors. I mean, we're a destination city. Uh, we're a destination area. Uh, there are a lot of people coming from the Northeast coming back down here and, um, you know, to get away from a lot of the taxes and, and, and such. So we're, uh, we're looking at all these different factors and these pressures, and I think we're coming out of this pretty, pretty well. So, yes, ma'am. what did we learn at RFR? So um, we were at a real estate conference, and uh, as many of you have saw, you know, one of the socialites are watching. Yeah, one of the things that I will say is that, uh, you know, I just started reading a book called Rejection Proof, and uh, I can't pronounce his name. I'm sorry. His name is Jing, and I don't the remember. Guy that spoke yes, the last that guy. Day. Yes. The guy that spoke and the, last uh, day. the great thing about that is, you know, he talked about rejection and how you change your mindset. That's and I've been cool. talking about mindset for a while now because really, when you're doing real estate and you're speaking to buyers and sellers, you really, you really want to help that mindset and facilitate that mindset so they have a a path of self awareness rather than. Uh, you know, you telling them what to do and such. So when we talk about rejection, what his idea was, you know, why do people get rejected? Why are people have these fears of rejection? And the interesting thought is, is that, you know, rejection is really just a mindset. So when we look at it, he actually did a hundred days of rejection. So he basically wanted to get rejected a hundred times <laughs> all right, in the next hundred days. Could you imagine? And so one funny. of the things... Like the first one he did, you know, he put a, a goal sheet down and he put a hundred things that he could get rejected on. And the first thing that he did, he went out there and he asked a stranger to borrow a hundred dollars. Could he you did. imagine? Can yes. you borrow $100? No, you know, I'm not a stranger. Um, <laughs> 
But I mean, when you think about it, you're asking a stranger under hours. So what happened? He said no. You know, the the stranger said no, and then he just walked away and ran away. And people have fear of rejection, right? So then he realized that the more times that he was asking and actually r- running away, he was doing the same thing. He was basically succumbing to that fear of rejection. So what he tried to do is like, all right, now I'm going to ask and I'm going to stay there. Maybe I'll ask another question or a follow-up question. So the second thing that he tried to do was he went into like a fast food place. Uh, it might have been, was it? No, 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 that one uh, before. But Burger, oh, or burger King, King or, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he, he orders a cheeseburger, eats a cheeseburger, goes back up and says, I'd like a burger refill, please. Could you imagine? A burger refill? And the, and the guys were like blown away, like, no, 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 that doesn't work, sorry. You know, you can't get a burger refill like a Diet Coke refill. So, uh, and he kept going on. And then, you know, as it got more and more, he, he realized that he was actually getting more yeses than noes. And what was happening is like, when he got to a point where he actually dressed up in a soccer uniform, cleat, shin guards, everything, with a big soccer ball, and, and said, you know what? I'm going to go, um, he was in Texas at the time, I'm going to go knock on someone's door and I want them to take a picture of me in their backyard so I can play. play Yeah, but actually he kind of embellished on that. It was actually a picture of him playing in the backyard. So what happened was he knocked on the door, um, no answer. He rang the doorbell. Finally, this guy answered. He hears this like uh, stadium uh, of Dallas Cowboys versus the Cleveland Browns as overtime just uh, just started, and he's a big Cowboys fan. He's got this big, you know, Texas guy with the big Texas shirt, you know, with the big Texas flag on it, and he says, "Hi, how can I help you?" Right? And uh, so she, he, he he goes, uh, "Yeah, I like to play soccer in your backyard." Could you imagine <laughs> knocking on a door and asking someone? I mean, you're gonna get rejected, right? No, the guy let him in. The guy let him play soccer in his backyard while he's watching the Dallas Cleveland Browns overtime game. Like uh, crazy. I, I just you know. So you know, why do people do it? Well, I think it's it, you know inherently in humans and people. We uh, I believe we want to do we want to help people. I mean, inherently, most of us want to help people. So when you see a need or something like that, or, you know, he even asked, you know, well, I have a special project going on. You know, people want to help people. So I think if you're asking questions, we ask questions for clarity. And I think the more questions you you can um, ask and, and get answered, you're going to have that clear understanding of what that person wants. And that could, that could take you everywhere. That could go from... You know, whether you're on a listing appointment, whether you're with a buyer, uh, whether, whether you're just talking with friends, you know, to understand, really to understand instead of, you know, a lot of times we, we ask questions and, or we listen with the uh, intent to reply rather than the intent to understand. And we need to really listen to the intent to um, understand and ask those questions so that we, un- we, we can actually really understand what that person is looking for how they're looking and what they're doing. So um, I thought that was just interesting how you change the mindset with rejection. And, uh, you know, um, uh, unfortunately, uh, Breakfast with the Broker is not going to do 100 days of rejection because <laughs> um, I got too much fear of rejection. I mean, but 
like even like <laughs> calling people. Like at first, I was like, I don't want to call these people and right. ask them to come in on nine o'clock on the Tuesday. <laughs> and now it's like, hey, like you want to come on breakfast with Marker? Like the worst thing people are going to say is no. And, and and the funny thing is, is practice makes yeah. you know almost perfect, you know, because right. it can't really be perfect. But when you're thinking about practicing, the reason why you succumb to your fears is because you haven't done it more. You know, like you know, people, you know. I would say that if you were, you had a fear of flying and you flew for 10 straight days, you'd overcome your fear of her flying, right. right? You know, or if you were, if you were, became a pilot, you know, or, or, or you were made to actually fly a plane, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think you would, you know, overcome right. that fear of flying. And, and it's, it's just a mindset change. You know, I mean, I have a fear of heights. Go for the no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, I mean, that, you know, the funny thing is, is he was actually, he was kept getting yeses, you know, he's 50, 60 days into this and he was craving the no's. He's like, no, I don't want to hear you say yes. I want to hear you say no. Can he ask a, a policeman to drive the police car? Yeah, he pulled the policeman over. <laughs> he waved him over and he, and he walked over that to the driver's side and, and I'm like, and he's like, well... He's like, I pulled a cop over. <laughs> I want to be a police officer. I always wanted to feel like how it was to be a police officer. Can I drive your car? Could you imagine asking to drive a policeman's police car? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's so and the funny thing is, they allowed it. Because inherently, we do want to help each other. We are humans. We are people. Yeah. You know, we're not aliens. We are humans. And uh, humans inherently want to help people. So um, that is a great segue into the real estate. You know, as real estate agents, we need to help each other. We need to collaborate with each other. We need to be professional with each other. You know, just because your past experiences were not good with a particular agent, a particular company, particular area, what have you, doesn't mean that your next 10 won't be, uh, won't be better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times it's us. It's not them. A lot of times we, you know, we get, you know, involved in uh, or consumed with how we think things should be, you know, done. And sometimes they're not done that way and they're not, our expectations aren't met. So then we, you know, mouth off, sound off, whatever you want to call it. And we make, you know, we become right. the obstacle to that transaction. And that's not something that we want to do as real estate agents and or brokers because we want to make sure that the transaction goes smoothly because we're doing a disservice to our customer and or client if we're going to be the obstacle. Don't, don't be the obstacle. Take the emotion out of the transaction and continue to be um, as smooth as possible. So, you know, the real estate market is a, is a funny thing right now. I mean, we, in summary, we basically talked about the coronavirus. We've talked about rejection. Talked about mindset, asking questions, you know, all these different things. I thought it was interesting. A lot of our the agents came up to us and they were like, "How's the inventory in Southwest?" I'm like, "It's fine." Like, "How's the inventory by you?" They're like, uh. "I was like, wait, what?" Like, I didn't understand that in some places of the country right now their inventory is like half a month or something. Yeah, no, I mean, some of the some of the inventories were crazy. Yeah, like I mean, we have I think five point two. Uh, months of inventory, yeah. like they were having a month. A month. Yeah. yeah, like what? I was How was that even possible? Yeah, you know, um, and, and that's good and it's bad, but you know, when you're always oh, asking. No. Uh, he says, "Michael Glickman says, never feel rejection on the phone." I've had somebody on the phone say, 
is this Michael Glickman? And then say no. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the, that's like the Brian Bold story. Yeah. <laughs> the, if this is Brian Bold calling, please stop calling. Uh, if, if any of you have, uh, maybe you haven't heard the Brian Bold story, but many of you have. Um, this was many years ago when uh, answering machines were still in service. Uh, Brian says to me, Brian Bowles, if you don't know uh, who he is, uh, you should. Um, but Brian, Brian Bowles says, Dave, you got you to listen to this. And I said, what? He's like, call this number. So I call this number. And if you don't know Brian, Brian's about as persistent as possible. Um, always on the phones and, and such. And so I call up and like, and I'm using fake names because I don't remember the actual name. But, you know, this is Mr. and Mrs. Rodriguez. If this is Brian Bowles, please stop calling me. You know, could you imagine on your answering machine? This yeah. isn't like voicemail or whatever. This was answering machine where, you know, in your house <laughs> and what have you. So, um, yeah, it, that's a sign of consistency and persistence. Um, uh, definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, so what do you guys think about, um, the market, the South Florida market? Uh, what do you think about coronavirus and putting the uh, pressures on the, on the market? Even if you're watching this later, comment below. Yeah. We, uh, we'd love to answer any of your, uh, any of your questions and or uh, comment on any of your comments. Uh, what else? So one, one more thing that we yes. learned. Um, well, we learned that um, I can no longer stay up so late. <laughs> you were in bed at 12. What's that? Earlier. I know. I was like 12, 1230. I mean, normally Me it's neither, 3 in the morning. I mean, Lori <laughs> um, came in later than I did. It, you know what's amazing is, you know, in all honesty, um, Las Vegas itself is just, you know, it's, it's somewhat overwhelming. And um, we did learn that the restaurants there are ridiculously good. So uh, good. <laughs> I mean, I think if that's the one thing you go to Vegas or to see. And what else I learned is, like, the food isn't where, like, you're spending your money. Uh, oh, where? Where are you spending your money? On the train. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the alcohol was expensive, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. It's not the food. You're right. <laughs> um, you don't have to drink so much either, no. Rebecca. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but the food was really good. He goes yes. to was my favorite. Um, no, I thought it was, I thought a lot of the updates, like on, uh, what was it? Good Morning Raymax. That was awesome. And the updates that they gave us with. You know, um, if you guys didn't see it, uh, the interview with Greg Schwartz, and, yes. and we had an opportunity. Um, Greg Schwartz is the former president of Zillow, and um, I thought some of uh, his answers were really interesting. I think an Inman article came out as well yeah. uh, regarding that, and it was just like you know when they talked about you know i buyers, you know i buyers being you know there's basically a two horse race is yeah. what they basically said, and you know what what was interesting is. He talked about, there's two things that I thought was very interesting. Um, one thing was that, you know, back in whatever, 2010, um, there were about between five, around 5% uh, of transactions were done without a real estate agent. Under. What's that? It was under five? Yeah, just under five? Yeah. Um, in 2018 or 19? 19, 19, I think he said. Is he, I think 18? he said 17 and then he said like 19. Um, they were the same. Same. Under five percent. Under five percent. Yeah. So when you look at I buyers and the and the, you know and, and we have this scary word that you know they're going to take over the market and such and, and there is a segment of the market that uh, I buyers are going to be very good for. However, what 
was interesting is that the former Zillow exec basically said that, you know, iBuyers are going to be here and maybe they capture a little bit more percentage. But ultimately, it's basically been 5% just about across the board for a decade, yeah. you know, or more. So, um, you know, I, I'm not sure that, uh, you know, the iBuyers are going to take over 25, 30% like some people, uh, prognosticators yeah. are, are, are predicting. Uh, the other like thing that I thought was interesting it. was, um, was it him that said um, about the internet leads? Oh, yeah. I think it was him, right? I don't know. Someone said. <laughs> um, so they talked about internet leads, right? And, you know, as realtors, you know, we're all uh, engaged in these internet leads. And what they said was very interesting, I thought. I think it was um, in 2011. Well, 11? They said 2011 because I remember. I was like, I was in high school. <laughs> all right, so in 2011, <laughs> there I were like 4.8, and I might be getting the numbers wrong, but it was basically 4.8 um, million transaction size. And, yeah. I, and I think 4.5 million internet leads, if I got it right. No, no, no. It was four. I know it was a four. So, it was, so anyway, it's four point eight million um, uh, transaction sides in the uh, U.S. Uh, in two thousand eleven. Yeah. And there were only four point five million internet leads. So there were more sides than there were leads, right? Fast forward to two thousand nineteen. How many? There were five point two or five point three million uh, transaction sides mm -hmm. done in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. And how many internet leads? 81 million could you like 81 million that's crazy that's 15 times the 16 times like up here yeah it's like 16 times more leads than there were transactions if i can find the slide i'll post it all right that's cool so i mean when you're looking at it uh you know i have said for a long time that internet leads aren't if that's your main source of business you're going to be out of business soon um, because one, it's going to burn you out because internet leads are tough. When you're talking to strangers, it's a lot more difficult when you're talking with a, a you know, a referral or someone, you know, um, because it's, you know, really what, why do customers choose you? Because know, like, and trust, right? So that, that's really kind of what the whole premise of, of, of getting uh, customers and clients. And it's much more difficult, obviously, to do that with a stranger than it is someone that has either referred you or, you know, maybe they, they've seen your testimonials or it's a family friend, Facebook friend, right. what have you. So I, I'm just a big proponent of, you know, speaking to your customers, making sure that the customer experience is second to none making sure that you have great communication and response times to your customer because if they're going to text you and email you and call you it's important to them make sure that they feel important and make sure that you appreciate acknowledge them as well and um i think that that basically is you know the crux of it yeah right i agree so uh we very much appreciate it. i think uh, this is going to be abbreviated one because i think i've ranted enough yeah, and, I mean, you had a good, we had up to 12 viewers at some point. Good, good stuff. Uh, we appreciate you and your support and, and um, all of the viewership that we've had. Uh, you know, amazing. We've uh, been invited to uh, D.C. for, um, I think it's May 13th, for the Risk Media uh, Trendsetter uh, Newsmaker uh, yeah. Luncheon. Um, uh, 
lunch or dinner? It might be dinner. I think it's dinner. <laughs> um, in uh, in Washington D.C. and it's oh, that's cool. it's really really cool. Yeah, I didn't tell you about that. I forgot that. Um, Guess I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going Leave to the producer. Yeah, we'll here. see. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. We'll see. But uh, it really is. Um, it, it's actually at the press house, I believe it's called. Um, yeah, it's very cool. So uh, we're we're very uh, honored and you know feel honored and, and privileged. I mean, uh, most of it is because of the viewership that we've had, the great Viewers feedback like that we've had, um, the amazing guests and support that we've had. So yeah. we very much appreciate. It. Next Tuesday, we um, the board is doing a strategic planning uh, event uh, up in West Palm Beach. Um, as to how the board is going to uh, proceed in the next few years. So what we're going to do is uh, we are going to uh, announce that um, I guess. I think you should do a, um, I think, if we can talk about this right um, you should do it, like, ask everybody that's there, like, one question. Interesting. So, because we've, half the people that are there we've already interviewed. That's true. So maybe just like we could walk around with the camera. Okay. We're going to come up with questions. All right. <laughs> We're gonna, this is going to be a group effort next Tuesday. <laughs> if you're uh, there, let us know. <laughs> um, it's, it's pretty important. The association really does a great job with, uh, with, you know, with putting together all these different things and, and really supporting its members. Uh, one of a, a big win, big, 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 big win... Uh, was uh, last Monday uh, they had a jurisdiction hearing for South Broward uh, as my as Miami Data Realtors uh, wanted the jurisdiction and the Broward Palm Beaches in St. Lucie Realtors Association won the hearing and uh, they got the jurisdiction for South Broward so we're very proud of them uh, I think it's great I think it's amazing for our board and um, we uh, appreciate everyone all right that's it that's, that's all it. I got all right, so next week we'll see you at the board. We will see you at the board. With lots of interviews. Absolutely. Live from Breakfast with a Broker. Live, Breakfast with a Broker, one Harvard Circle, coming to you now. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a great week.